three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, theys, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. I hope you're celebrating in some way, shape, or form today. Um, uh, If you want a recommendation, watch some Black Klansmen, watch Malcolm X. I believe those are both uh, streaming. Uh, Check out Creed 3. That's on Prime Video. That's a great, uh, great fucking movie. Um, oh gosh, what else? Um, I Am Not Your Negro, that is streaming on, uh, I believe it's streaming on Netflix. There's a, there's quite a few things that you, you can watch for Juneteenth, but don't just treat it as a day, as a day off. Go ahead and celebrate, educate yourself on some, on some black culture, but I hope you're all having a great day. I have a review for The Flash, which of course stars Ezra Miller, um, Ben Affleck, uh, Sasha Kelly, I believe is how you say it. So I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. I have made my feelings about Ezra Miller very clear. I I have talked about mental health on the podcast dozens, if not hundreds, of times, uh, including my own. I understand we all fall short of the glory of God. If that if that's who you believe in, I understand that we all fuck up. I get that, but the lack of the lack of consequences when it comes to Ezra Miller and the very quiet nature of DC and Warner Brothers and the fact that they've just basically gone like, we're not going to address this. We're just going to shut the fuck up and la 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 la. Nothing happened. Doesn't matter. Between them and J.K. Rowling, to say that this is a bad look for the company is putting it mildly. So, look, I've done DC Apology Tour <laughs> plenty of times on the podcast so fuck it let's do it again i like dc i like the dc a lot i've got both uh i'm wearing a wonder woman retro shirt right now shout out to linda carter uh who can still get it by the way oh my god linda carter is uh oh yeah what was i talking about oh yeah the flash um but i i i'm a fan of the dc brand i watched the tv show the flash for like the first five seasons and then i just kind of fell off on it, but I've got both, uh, I've got both versions of their encyclopedia on my bookshelf right now. I am currently wearing a DC shirt. I have a Flash shirt in my closet. Feels a little gross to wear anything Flash merchandise right now, but, you know, I sat here, what, two years ago when the Suicide Squad came out? I put that on my top 10 list above No Way Home. I, I appreciate the brand. And I understand that it's been more misses than hits as far as the live action stuff ever since the whole Snyder First fiasco started. But those highs, though, when you think about Shazam, when you think about the Suicide Squad, when you think about the Batman, oh my god, the Batman. The stuff that DC's put out that's been great shit has been great shit. Like, right there along with the best of Marvel. Um, So let's give DC their props in that sense. With that said, Justice League, gook. Justice League, the Snyder Cut, gook. Um, Wonder Woman 84, holy shit, one of the worst comic book films I've ever seen in my life. 
Batman vs. Superman, Donald Justice, another one of the worst comic book films I've seen in my life. Uh, Suicide Squad, again, take the prior statement, one of the worst comic book films I've seen in my life. The lows at DC have been really low. And so heading into this film, a lot of people, myself included, were going, okay, what are we going to get? What is it that we're going to get with this film? I have never been crazy about Ezra Miller's portrayal portrayal of Barry Allen. I think that they've... I think they're too... How do I put this? I think they're too much of a dark character uh, character actor to actually get Barry Allen, to get the inspiration inspirational hero Barry Allen's supposed to be, to get the, the jokester that Barry Allen's supposed to be. Barry Allen really should be DC's answer to Tom Holland's Spider-Man um, with a Sony and Marvel. That's what, that's what he should be. And yet, they just have not been able to crack the code. Even uh, the one scene in uh, Snyder's Justice League that I really actually liked is the whole... The whole little conversation he has with uh, Affleck's Batman where he goes, oh, so you can run, you can get places really fast. I'm paraphrasing, but, uh, and then, you know, Miller, they retort, that seems like an oversimplification. And I love the way that they delivered that line. I remember going, okay, that's a little bit of that Alan charm that I want to see on the big screen. And that is so absent in this movie that it's probably my biggest complaint about the movie but let me let me get into what this is all about so the flash itself uh goes ahead and of course as i mentioned stars ezra miller this is basically a very very loose adaptation of flashpoint which of course is the uh, grant morrison run uh, from like i won't say like a decade ago one of the definitive flash uh stories if you haven't read flashpoint you definitely should if you want to see kind of the cliff notes version of it you should go ahead and check out the Flashpoint Paradox, which is on uh, HBO Max. You can stream it. Good animated movie. I think it's like 85 minutes long. Really good shit. Or what you could do, and I know some people will go, Psh, but if you go back and watch The Flash, I want to say it's season two they do Flashpoint. Flashpoint on the CW is better than it's executed here. And I cannot believe I'm saying that, but... One more time to kind of go ahead and give some credit to people that we kind of shit on. The CW, I know they've done some horrendous shit. Uh, Gotham, Gotham Knights and Batwoman immediately come to mind. But when it comes to The Flash, when it comes to Black Lightning, when it comes to Legends of Tomorrow, um, when it comes to Superman, they have the best live-action live adaptation of Superman we've gotten since Christopher Reeves. That belongs. That's that's something that the CW can take credit for. Star Girl was a really great fucking show that I wish more people watched. At some point, I'm gonna probably go out of my way and review that. But I really dug that show. There's there's been great stuff on the CW and Flashpoint. Their their version of that is incredibly well done. Grant Gustin absolutely brings it. It's well worth your uh, worth your time to go ahead and seek out. You can stream uh, the Flash on Netflix. But it's really well done, and I think it's really well executed. What was really bumming me out about watching this is it's hard to separate the art from the artist. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, when, uh, oh god, what's that movie? When Mel Gibson made that movie Fat Man, where he's playing Santa Claus, 
even though I enjoyed that movie, I think I, I believe I gave it a B minus or C plus. It was one of the two, I believe. But when I reviewed that, I even said that the director and the writer of the film, it clearly felt like they went, oh man, we have Mel Gibson starring in this. We have to make Mrs. Claus black. Oh look, it's a black Mrs. Claus. See, Mel Gibson's Mel Gibson isn't racist. See, he's kissing a black woman. Look at how inspirational he is. You know, it, it felt very gross the way that they were pandering to go ahead and try and change the narrative about someone that's already been established. And that's how it really does feel watching The Flash at most points in this movie. Because we know Ezra Miller's history and what they've been accused of, to see Barry Allen trying to be jokey, trying to see him <laughs> flirt with Iris West, which Kiersey Clemens, God bless her, I am such a fan of that, of that young woman, and she just does not get nearly enough to do here and I'm I'm really sad that she's not in it more but at the same time she probably dodged a bullet by not being in this more seeing Ezra Miller try to pull that stuff off comes across so gross and so just disingenuous that I went yeah I really don't like how this is being played out and the more the movie went on the more I kept feeling that now before I just go off on this movie let me let me throw out some positives I loved, loved, loved Michael Keaton's Batman. and uh, uh, my, Michael Keaton's Batman. Actually, yeah, I did love Michael Keaton's Batman. Michael Keaton back in the suit with the Elfman theme. Look, nostalgia is a powerful tool. And for all those people, and I don't even want to hear it from you fuckers, but from those people who are going, Spider-Man No Way Home, it totally just ran on nostalgia, and then are saying, oh my god, The Flash is the best movie ever. Go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> because you're a thousand percent wrong. While No Way Home totally has nostalgia, no one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna fight you on that. It does, at the end of the day, come back to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Here, it's so much, it's so much driven in the back half by Keaton's Batman. And Keaton's Batman's great. It's so cool to see Keaton back in the suit, He's able to do stuff action-wise that he just wasn't, you know, he was, to, to quote Howard Stark, I'm limited by the technology of my time. You know, he could barely turn his fucking head. <laughs> but now you get to see Keaton doing some CGI stuff, which is kind of cool. Um, but he steps back in the role like it's 1989 all over again. It's like he never fucking lost a step. It's pretty inspirational, honestly. And Keaton... Considering he did Birdman, and to see what he's done now with being the Vulture and coming back as as uh, Batman, it's kind of surreal to see how his career has gone as far as in the superhero realm. And I think that the scenes as the film go, uh, as the film continues with him, I thought were really well done. So credit where it's due uh, to Keaton on that front. I already mentioned her, but uh, Sasha Kelly. I really like her. I really like her a lot as Supergirl. She doesn't get a ton to do in this movie. She is more of a plot device than anything, to, to be honest, because of the multiverse. But I kind of compare her like I do to Adam Warlock in Guardians Volume 3. She goes ahead and she does what she's supposed to do. But it definitely feels like there's there's definitely room for her to show out. In future projects and considering the Supergirl film has been announced by James Gunn I really hope that she is back 
Um, she deserves it, honestly, after doing this press tour by herself, because I haven't really seen the director doing press. Ezra Miller damn sure isn't doing press. And Keaton is off filming uh, Beetlejuice 2 right now, so they haven't been doing the press. So it's really been Sasha Kelly, uh, Kelly uh, carrying all this press about this fucking movie that she's not even really the co-star of, which is kind of nuts when you think about it. And that really leads me into the bit, you know, I'll, eh, you know, I'll save that. But I really like her in this. There's this one scene of her floating um, or hovering, I'll say, above Wayne Manor as she goes to suck, uh, soak up the sun, um, like Cheryl Crow told her to, but while she's soaking up the sun and getting her energy back. And it's such an inspirational shot in a way that I really wish we would have gotten more shots like that when Cavill was Superman. It's one of those shots where I went, you know what? Yeah, you might have the gravitas to actually be Supergirl and really carry this role. I, I, I think she can do it. I honestly think she can do it. So I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what she potentially could be down the road. And I really hope that DC does give her a chance and lets her to go uh, lets her go ahead and put her own spin on it. Um outside of that, those are really my those are really my positives. Everything else about this film is pretty much you know what that's not true. Uh one other thing. The first I'd say 15 minutes-ish of this, I actually dug. We get Jeremy Irons back as Alfred, who I I really like his portrayal as Alfred. I, I'm, I'm a little sad we're not going to get to see more of it, but he's lightened up a little bit. You can tell that he's worked with Barry Allen quite a bit since the events of Justice League. Affleck is at his most charming and focused as Batman in this movie for the little bit we get him. I I really wish we would have gotten more Affleck. I get why we didn't, and I understand that this is a role that was basically killing him. So I'm really happy he's able to get you know the fuck away from it. But for the bit that we get at Affleck in this movie, I I really did enjoy him. Um, there is a cameo um, within that first 15 minutes. That I won't spoil. You can probably guess what it is. But that cameo was a lot of fun, and it leads to a great joke, uh, a, a great couple jokes with. Affleck's Batman that I enjoyed, so that was a lot of fun. And Barry's first initial run to get to Gotham to go ahead and um, help stop this essentially a terrorist attack with this bomb, that initial run is fucking awesome. I dug the hell out of that. I love the effect they used on it. But here, here's where my complaints begin. They don't really establish Star City at all. It's really weird how... Oh my god, not Star City. Uh, uh, I'm thinking Central City. I was thinking Star Labs, that combined it. But Central City. I don't think they say Central City once in the whole fucking movie. That's where the Flash lives. Like, why would you not mention fucking Central City? That's so goddamn weird. So I, I was a little... I was pretty irritated by that. And also, there's really no sense of distance between where Barry's running to. It just feels like Barry's able to get to wherever he wants quickly, which I understand is the Flash. Like, I get that. So before you start typing. But I wish there was a, a better explanation as far as scope, because I think that actually shows his power set off better if you can actually put in perspective how far away these towns 
are from each other. And the way that they just don't do that was very irritating to me. And I think that actually undercuts Barry. Uh, the humor. The humor in this is goddamn awful. They're every... Man, I'd say about 85% of the jokes just did not land for me at all. There, There's a point where Barry is supposed to be... Uh, he's he's starving. He His blood sugar is low. He's like, oh god, I haven't eaten... And that's a that's a thing in the comics that the Flash needs to eat constantly because of their metabolism and you know how quickly they run and all that makes total sense, but but it leads to the scene where the Flash is saving these people from a hospital and he's saving all these babies, and considering what we what Ezra has been accused of, to see Ezra Miller put a baby in a microwave is something that I just went. Oh, don't do that. And there's just several moments like that that come across so awkward and uncomfortable. There's a point he lands right in front of this woman. He's like, you're safe. And she just starts screaming. And I went, oh, fuck. Like, did, did the editor not see that and go, maybe let's cut that line and just move on to the next scene? It, it, it's very distracting. And there are multiple moments like that where it's very distracting. There's a point where... The Flash phases, and he phases through his door, uh, through his uh, his his floor, and he falls naked, and flashes his neighbor, <laughs> flashes, um, and you're just sitting there going, "Oh God, these aren't these aren't good jokes. These are just very poor, really ill-timed, distracting-ass jokes, attempts at jokes that are falling flat as hell every time that they try going to this well." Um, once they introduce the second Barry, because of course Barry Allen, you know, he's able to run so fast he goes, "Oh my God, I can go back in time. I can keep my mom from getting murdered, and everything will be fine." It's really, really, really dumb, considering that <laughs> that Barry Allen is aware of Back to the Future. And if you watch Back to the Future or pretty much any fucking time travel movie, you know shit doesn't go well when you go back in time. Back to the Future is a giant cautionary tale on that shit. And Barry just goes, oh, it's fine. Like, I, like they didn't know what they were doing. I know what I'm doing. And Barry's ignorance in that way isn't really checked. Even at the end of the movie, it's more about, oh, I saw what this evil version of me was doing, not what I was doing. And that's a very important disconnect that the movie never really follows up on. And the movie actually kind of proves Affleck's bullshit right. Because there's a point early on where he goes, you know, you can't go back in time and undo the past. These scars, these scars are what make us who we are. And I just went, oh god, that's taking me back to that Justice League Unlimited epilogue with uh, with uh, Terry McGinnis, which I hate that fucking epilogue. Google it if you don't know what it is. It's not great. But it just kind of proves that whole line of thinking right, that, oh, you can't help people. You can't want to be better without some tragic aspect of your origin story, which is a really gross thing to think about when you take the half second uh, and, think, and look back on it. I... God, I'm trying to think of what else. I outside of that, the movie is very weirdly paced. Uh, like I said, that first 15, 20 minutes, I actually thought was really good. But then once we get into the two berries, 
it's almost a con it's almost like this really weird contest on who can out annoy the other version of Barry. And this is where I was sitting there at the screen going, man, Jay Glazer really needed to be the other speedster in this. Uh, for you Flash fans, you know who Jay Glazer is. If you don't know who Jay Glazer is, Google real quick. But you needed someone, you needed Ezra to act alongside someone else to make this stuff work. Because I do think there's a good movie here, but having two Ezras was a horrendous decision before they were accused of all the bullshit they'd done, and it's just doubly worse after what they after all their scandals and everything. So, yeah, I, I I'm I'm a little flabbergasted that someone went let's do two Ezra's. I just thought that was incredibly stupid, and considering how often Jay Glazer was used on the Flash TV show and worked really fucking well. Uh, it was it was nuts to me that someone didn't look at that and go, oh, we could totally make that work on our end. So I'm not going to spoil them here, but there are some cameos in this movie. And the way the cameos are done here, if you've listened to podcasts for a decent amount of time, I think it was about six months ago, Marvel uh, went ahead and basically confirmed touted this deal where they were able to go ahead and reach an agreement with the Stan, Stan Lee estate, basically, to use uh, use his likeness in future projects, you know, after he's, uh, since he's passed. I think that's really gross. I don't want to see, you know, a CGI Stan Lee popping up in, you know, a, a Marvel movie. I don't want to see that shit. Like, that, that's just so... That's so weird to me. Like, I, I don't want to see that. And what they do with a lot of these cameos is that there's they're CGI. It's so... It's such a bad visual decision. But there's a level of grossness to it that it might as well be AI. The way that they have these people portrayed. And several of the cameos that you see, these actors and actresses are still alive. So I'm sitting there going... Why wouldn't you just ask the person to go ahead and do spend, you know, six hours or whatever film this fucking cameo? It's really dumb and it's a really baffling decision, honestly. I get the comic book style they're going for, because I've I've already seen some people go like they're going for a style. Like I know they're going for a certain comic style, but it just it did not work. It would have made way more sense to have to show like sizzle reel footage or uh, stock footage of, you know, I'll just, I, I, I'm not saying this cameo is in there, but just to give an example, but, you know, a, a cameo of like Superman, uh, of uh, like Superman and Lois, and, you know, Ezra pops into, you know, pops up in Smallville for half a second or something like that. That would have made way more sense than the way that they go about doing it here. It just came across very gross and visually was an eyesore. It's, it's basically right in that same realm of, oh man, you gotta watch BVS for the Justice League cameos and just seeing that security tape footage and going, haha, cameos. It, it just, it felt very cheap the way they went ahead and got there and went ahead and got there. And then last thing I'll say as far as, um, I, the CGI is not good. I, I think the Speed Force itself is a very interesting concept the way it's portrayed, but 
and hey, this is me again. You know me. I always call a spade a spade. I'll always be fair. I actually like the way that Snyder portrayed the Speed Force, kind of with that blue hue. I wish we would have gotten more of that in this movie. I think that actually would have simplified things down quite a bit. But but then I also realize if you do that, you'll have Snyder fans going, "Oh my God, the Snyderverse still lives!" And then you have a whole other problem on your hands. So I I get why you didn't do it. But something similar to that, even if you just change the color hue, because then you could have gone like, hey, we're paying tribute to it, but, you know, making it our own thing. But no one even did that. I, I At the end of the day, I was just sitting there thinking about this movie, and I, and I saw this on Thursday. I was going to review it Thursday, and I went, you know what, I'm going to sleep on it a little bit. So I've been talking about this movie a decent amount throughout the weekend, and even taking Ezra's troubles aside and let me be clear if you're one of those people who goes i can't support this movie because of ezra miller i'll wait for it to hit streaming i'll wait until you know a friend buys it or something i totally get that i understand that some people can separate art from certain artists and you know uh, so i i get it I'm, i'm not coming at you i totally get it but even taking that component out of this, Ezra's portrayal just does not do this character justice. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And for all those people who love this character, and let me be clear, I have several friends who think The Flash is the fucking shit. I dig The Flash quite a bit, but I, I get that you want to see your or one of your favorite uh, heroes get the, you know, multi-million dollar superhero treatment. I get that TV doesn't always suffice for people. Like, I, I honestly understand that. But at the end of the day, if you're one of those people saying, this is a 9 out of 10, this is easily one of the best superhero films of all time. There are people saying this is better than Across the Spider-Verse, which I'm just going to be real, y'all. You are high if you think that shit, because there is no, there is no goddamn way. There's no, there is no universe that the Flash visit is visits where that shit would be true it is that is an asinine statement to even compare this to across the spider-verse you can't really even compare this to even keep it within just dc's house this isn't better than the suicide squad this isn't better than wonder woman this isn't better than shazam it's not better than any of those fucking films this isn't better than birds of prey and i'm not crazy about birds of prey but it's not better than that this is a very mediocre uh, superhero film that at the end of the day it, it's going to be it's going to be talked about more for its failures than what it accomplished and the legacy on that that's going to be something DC is going to have to carry that's kind of starting to become something that's happening more in house than it should and before I get to my final ratings I just want to throw out one more quick thing here this isn't me hating on DC this isn't me just because I like Marvel more, it says me being an asshole about it. But at the end of the day, James Gunn needs to just reboot everything. And and that is what general audiences are saying. It doesn't matter what the Rotten Tomato audience score is. It doesn't matter if you like the movie. Because at the end of the day, this movie is not making money. And this movie has a hell of an uphill climb to go ahead and try and turn a profit. And when you think about the fact this film went through so many different drafts and so many different revisions and reshoots and like six directors and all this shit 
what were you expecting to happen? Honestly, what did you expect for this movie to be? So, I went in with low expectations. There are some points where the movie kind of surprised me. There are some points where I sat there and thought, yep, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. The the very ending, it's it almost makes, you, makes me think, wow, did any of what Barry just did matter? Because it's not really clear. The way the movie leaves you, I just went, well, wait, what? I, I did that? Okay, so... I, I don't really know where they're even heading with this. Um, you could argue that's a good thing, but some of the fun about these comic book films is that, you know, you get your teaser of, oh shit, we might be heading here, maybe we're setting this up, and this movie just kind of ends more on a whimper, which is kind of the definition of the Snyderverse in general. So, I know people are saying, oh, it's the end of the Snyderverse, I... I would like to say so. I'd like to definitively sit here in my chair and say, oh yeah, the Snyderverse is dead. It's dead and gone and buried as well as it should be. I can't even really sit here and say that DC's completely done because it never feels like they're done because it feels like they're always in panic mode. So I I really do hope that when they reboot this, because let me be clear, they will be recasting The Flash because holy shit, this is not making the money it deserves, uh, that they think that it deserves to make. But... For Stephen King and Tom Cruise come out saying it's one of the best comic book films they've ever seen. I hope the check cleared. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was a very lofty check. But at the end of the day, this movie's not making money for several reasons. It's Ezra Miller's controversies. And I know some people are going to go, oh, that doesn't factor in at all. It clearly does. Um, it's one of the most unusual press tours maybe ever. Because you have a woman who's not in the film a ton doing all the press, and the director's barely doing press too. It's really just been her. You don't have your star available to do press because you know the, the questions that they're going to be asked. And at the end of the day, and this is what I have kept saying, and I know people don't want to hear this shit, but it's true. You know why a movie like Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania can make, what did it make, like $450 million worldwide? And then, and yet, Guardians of the Galaxy can turn around and gross over $800 million Because of the Marvel brand. And despite all the shit that some people have talked about Phase 4 and about how, oh man, I'm not, I don't know, the end of Marvel could be here. Their movies are still making money for the most part. Even something like Thor Love and Thunder, which was divisive amongst, you know, some people and critics. That still made almost $800 million. Multiverse of Madness almost made a billion. So despite what you think about these films, they are making money. That's why they kept making those shitty Transformers movies for as long as they did. It's because they were making money. DC is going to have to earn back the trust of the general public. That starts with in 2025 with... Uh, uh, the new Superman film that Gun is uh, that Gun is writing and directing. Um, but until then, Blue Beetle. I hope Blue Beetle does great. I'm excited for Blue Beetle. I'm really excited for Blue Beetle. Uh, new Aquaman uh, in December, I believe. I'm I'm excited for that. I don't. I'm not crazy about the first Aquaman, but it could be good. I, I'm willing to give it a chance. But at the end of the day. The brand, the brand recognition has a stink to it, and DC's going to have to go through some growing pains to really get uh, 
the trust of the general public back to see their shit. It's very similar to, you know, it, it this kind of reminds me of the, of, uh, you know, like the 97 bowl or like the uh, 99 bowls, you know, like Jordan's gone, Robin's gone, Pippin's gone, Kerr's gone. You're going to have to just start from the bottom and, and build your brand back up. That's what DC's going to have to do. And it's going to, there's going to be some growing pains with it. And I, I, I can already tell you that if you're a fan, you're probably going to be irritated by some of the decisions they make, but you're going to have to hang in the cut and hope that, you know, gun and company can figure this shit out. But at the end of the day, as I sit here and think about it for my final rating, man, I, I'm going to give this a C minus and I'll be honest that, <coughs> pardon me, that almost feels too generous for this, but I'm going to say a C minus because the stuff I did enjoy, I really did enjoy. But when I think about all the negatives, it far, they far outweigh the positives, but I just, I'm tired y'all. I'm really tired of these movies just kind of disappointing me and making me sad. And I'm really, I really am hopeful for the future of DC. I really hope Gunn and company get their, get their ducks in a row. I really hope that they get and hire people who care about this brand, who really want to succeed and don't want to just succeed in order to make a profit. I want people behind these films who are going... I love Green. I love Green Lantern. Let's make this Lantern show the best show. Oh my God! I can do a Green Arrow movie. Fuck yeah! Let me go ahead and I have the perfect person in mind for it and the perfect arc. I want people like that involved in these movies. And right now, it doesn't feel like that's the case. And the, the fact that we have you know the director in Andy uh, Muschietti, who of course did it. I know that's like the big thing that they did. Um, oh, they did it chapter two as well. Um, the fact that they're doing Batman Brave and the Bold, I'll be honest, that doesn't fill me with confidence. I'm not happy that they're doing Batman next, and because not everyone can do Batman. But we're we're gonna see. You know, maybe they'll surprise me. But uh, yeah, C minus for the Flash. I just I'm I'm done. I'm happy I don't have to talk about this anymore because. <laughs> It's not it's not a good movie but yep there you go there's 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 my thoughts but everyone uh the flash what'd you think of it let us know in the comments you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple you can follow me on tiktok and instagram as well at j hunter real pineapple don't forget to like share and subscribe you can find us on soundcloud apple google Podcasts, podbean stitcher iHeartRadio, spotify amazon music tune up and samsung podcast to name a few at the real pineapple don't forget to like both our pages on facebook at the real pineapple and real pineapple games and oh uh, gosh, worth oh yeah, you can find my letterbox at Black Shazam, and oh uh, gosh, where else? Uh, oh yeah, follow me on. Oh my gosh, I am blanking. I am so sorry. Uh, follow, follow me on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. I'm gonna be hopping on there uh, here in like the next uh, like eight days or so. Uh, I'm gonna be streaming AW Fight Forever. It's gonna be the first stream thing I stream. I'm really excited to to play that game. I hope it's great. But uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, oh yeah, you can find us on YouTube at YouTube at uh, just search The Real Pineapple and you'll find us there. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. We've got 
quite a few reviews come down the pipeline, uh, including a review for Extraction 2. I'm stoked to review that shit. Uh, Polite Society, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Yeah, we've got we've got quite a few things coming out. And then this weekend is going to be the start of my reviews for the Indiana Jones films leading up to Dial of Destiny next week. I hope it's good. Come on, Harrison Ford. Don't let me down. Don't let me down, Mangold. But I'm excited to uh, get those reviews out to y'all. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Happy Juneteenth, and we'll talk to you soon.